Okay, Toby, we're going to take this from the top again. Every time I say a day, you are going to paw a mark in the sand. Draw a line with your, not your paw, your hoof. Is that the confusion? You're going to hoof a line in the sand, okay? <sighs> okay, Egg. All right, here we go. All right, we start with, we start with nil. We start with none. So that's none day. Then it's some day. Then it's one day, two day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. What are we at now? We're at, um, this many marks. Alright, that looks like a, hmm, I think that's too many. How many days is that? Is that right? We gotta get to 15. We gotta get to the 15th again. We're not missing the 15th again. So here we go again. From the top. Monday, Sunday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday again. Payday, Friday, next day, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Whew. How many marks is that? Alright, that's one, two, three. Wait, no, that's none. None, one, two, three, four, five. That's... 15. I think that's 15. What about these marks over here? Those, which ones are those? That's the ones where you said, like, the ones that didn't sound like real days. What do you mean? What do you mean didn't sound like real? I was saying days that didn't sound like real days and you didn't tell me? I didn't know that it, I was supposed to. I was making hoof marks in the sand. I was busy. Well, I, you're my navigator, Toby. You, you, gotta, you gotta tell me. So, all right, so here's 15 over here, and what's that? Um, a few more. A few more? Dagnabbit, we missed it again! Oh, all right. Where were we? Um, I think somebody had been shot, and somebody else had been thrown from a horse, and I had found a book. Uh, good enough. That was last time. On Iron Heights. Who keeps this kind of thing in their feedback? This is ridiculous. What it? Oh, huh. Emin, I, I think I'm gonna go sit down actually after all that. Uh I, I think what I'm do you do with the book, Kig? Uh I'm just holding it in the hand. In my hand. I'm holding it in one hand and the walking stick in the other, and I'm just draped over biscuit, apparently. <laughs> Alright. Uh so after a little while in Ez and Zadie, uh the guys come come trotting back, more or less. Uh, Hig looks real tired. Emmett looks... <laughs> Does Emmett look suitably chagrined that there was no fun stuff for Emmett to steal? <laughs> oh, you got a silver comb out of it, though. I mean, come on. That's true. You got a silver comb out oh, of it. Oh, there was a silver comb? Hot doggity. There was a... Yeah. It, it was a silver brush with horsehair bristles. Sorry. Nice. Silver brush. I didn't notice that. I'm put that on my inventory. Yeah, so it, to... For for your imaginings, uh, it was Hig was Hig was one handed reaching into the saddlebag and just tossing stuff out. Uh, one of the things he picked up and tossed behind him was a silver brush with horsehair 
uh, and then he reaches in and he pulls out this black book and it just <sighs> all of the the last of the energy in his shoulders just drops and he he then he stumbles over to biscuit uh, allows you to help him up and lets you lead him back to the group yep I'm imagining Emmett lifting a grown ass man onto a horse and it's making me smile. It's some effort. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hig Hig is a box. Hig is a box. Um so y'all are all regrouped in, in these here woods. Uh you've got an extra horse and a dead lady on your hands. Uh Hig found a book, Emmett found a brush, and everyone seems slightly irritated with each other. <laughs> What'd you find? Uh, we found this shiny brush. It might be ritual shenanigans. Is silver? Silver's mm -hmm. magic, right? Say you know about this. Uh, yeah, I can take a look at that right now, uh, and I will take the brush. Also, can I have looked through um, Adriana's person while the boys were gone? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, if you want to spend a luck to find something useful, I will allow that. But beyond that, um. You probably find just the usual sundries, some coin. I'm going to yoink something useful with uh, luck, but we can get to that later after I uh, okay. observe the silver brush and see what's going on All with right. that thing. I'm into it. Oh, cool. So I got a 10. Nice. So. Uh, ask me three questions. What'd it do? It, it brushes hair. Um... You could ask, I guess, general questions like, "What sort of creature is she? Is just, yeah, just a witch, yeah. maybe more." Yeah. Um. What is being concealed here? I feel like uh, when you're kind of trying to ascertain that, you're um, you're sort of pushing yourself just a little bit, not enough to warrant any sort of like nose bleeding. Yeah, but. Uh, you kind of, you push yourself just a teeny bit, and you don't get any kind of aura or anything um, from this brush. It's, it, uh... May I say something? Yeah. Uh, so, you don't see anything on the brush, but um, behind the brush, you see Hig put um, the little black book in his back pocket of one of his coat, of his coat. Okay. So yeah, so you because what is it? What was the line you said? You what is being concealed here? Yeah. Uh, oh. So you 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 asked. And and there is something being concealed in your vicinity, but it's not on this brush. Yeah, you asked what is being concealed here. Yeah, you missed. You see it, but you catch you catch the book being slipped into his back pocket. I like that. Yeah, and Zadie had a Zadie will remember this message. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. The other thing I'm doing is uh using my luck to find something uh useful on Adriana. Okay. Um so I think the thing that you find that's useful on Adriana is sort of hidden in her cuz her outfit is sort of uh, a very well-cut and well-tailored uh, riding coat mm -hmm. um, that's dark, 
on top of uh, a vest that's sort of hugging her, and under that vest she has a button-down shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then under all of those layers, sort of more close to her bustier, because you know where, where to search on a lady, you find a letter. You open it up. It's not addressed to anyone. There's no wax seal or anything. The only thing that you see written on it, uh, in the very center of the page, in, in very thin, neat, uh, cursive script, is before the rains begin. And the way rains is spelled, uh, it's like horses' rains, not like showers. Okay. I should have asked how literate Zadie is, but she's pretty literate now, so. <laughs> she can read. Probably not well enough to know that this is, like, a different kind of rains sure. than normal. I, actually, I I don't think Zadie knows the difference between rain with an A and rain with an E-I. Mm-hmm. But there is a little voice in her head that tells her the difference. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Oh, good little voice. Um, so, but yeah, she's still keeping that to herself, especially since said little voice was also involved in this. Yeah, absolutely. I think we have had enough of adventure for today. And I've got an important question. Yeah, what's that question? Uh, how nice are her boots and do they match my sister's feet size? Because <laughs> we have shitty shoes. We do. <laughs> That's really cute. Let me roll a die. (laughs) But what are the chances of someone's foot size being the same as yours? Alright, call call high or low? Uh, high. You got it. Those shoes shoes are exactly Zadie's size. (gasps) Yay! And those laces are brand new. (gasps) And so I, I, if she if she hadn't if she was too preoccupied with the letter, I'm gonna point out those shoes and go, those are nice. Oh, and the shoes. Oh, those are real nice. Yes. And Zadie's gonna like sit down on the ground and like compare her foot to uh, Adriana's foot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take these. I don't. I doubt she'll mind. I love these kids rationalizing this to themselves. <laughs> oh, man. If you, if you don't think I'm going to go through that fancy man's mansion for nice things once we get back. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> uh, so while Zadie is unlacing the shoes from Adriana and herself to switch them over, she's going to be like, I think it'd be a good idea to go back to the mansion, actually. Yeah, let's take another look at those cows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get a better look yeah. at the cows to start with. Uh, we need a place to stay for another uh, and staying at a mansion would be mighty nice and would give us some space from the town in case anything else were to happen. I was wondering, I mean, if we can't turn them back, we'll need somebody to take care of them. And we need to let the townsfolk know what's oh, going on. yeah. At least a version of it. Not the whole truth, but we need to fill townsfolk in on the fact that their relatives are never going to become back. Any ideas on how we can convince them not to kill these bulls for food? I mean, you could just tell them what happened. That's ill-advised. 
Yeah, how would you feel if someone went up to you and said, you know your mother that disappeared a couple years back? She's a cow now? That someone... I mean, sometimes the truth is better than wondering forever. And anyway, how, how are we supposed to hide this? This is... a lot of cattle. Well, most folks ain't gonna, ain't gonna come to the same conclusion that we came to about their creepy eyes. Yeah, which is why we'd better make that clear. So nobody does try and kill him. What we could do is say that the people that were missing were sacrificed. Because technically that is true. But not make the connection to the bulls clear. And with how few people are around that are in, you know, fat and shape to work in the quarry, they're going to need more work anyway. This would be a perfect fit. At some point in the next day or so, uh, we ride back up to the estate with uh, with Jeremy in tow. We explain to him that the estate is now his under the condition that he keeps these bulls alive. Yeah, like the estate and everything in it is his, so long yep. as the bulls live. I like live. that. So long, so long as the bulls live, you and Florence, uh, wink, wink, you and Florence could live here. It's a big place. Not saying, uh, you know. You'd have to ask if she'd want to, but uh, you gotta keep them alive. You kill one of these bulls, all of it goes away. The land takes it all, once one of those cows dies by your hand. <laughs> he, uh, his eyes probably go wide whenever Zadie says the land takes it all, because from, <laughs> just, just so you know, from our perspective, Zadie's fucking bluffing through her, like, she's lying through her teeth, she can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Jeremy doesn't know this that. Shop is so nice. Jeremy's <laughs> Jeremy's look like a demon. Like, I just love the idea <laughs> that it's going to become another weird story. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. It's very good. That's the perfect solution, I love it. We leave the state in the hands of Jeremy and, and the bulls can rage against the machine. Yeah. <laughs> I think we do get a little moment of Inez going to visit the bulls one last time and just it's not even that she necessarily cries it's just the it's there's like obvious like defeat in her body language like that they can't do anything about this the she she feels a, a very profound sense of of sadness or even melancholy that she can't help these people yeah like, it sucks that they have to get involved in these things, and sometimes there's just nothing to be done. Absolutely. I think uh, Emmett will probably walk up there with her. Hey, Emmett. Yep. It's mighty awful. Yeah. I can't imagine. You think they know? I mean, they seem pretty clever. I'm gonna pet one on the snoot. Sentient cows. I think they probably still have human perceptions and feelings. Pets one anyway. <laughs> Listen, I want to be petted on the head. No, <laughs> uh, but um, I don't think any of them give you any indication one way or another, really. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think they're just gonna stand there in not awkward silence, but just you know, somber silence. And now, Jeremy, I hope you understand that every time I said the word bulls, I actually meant ox. That was a test to see if you understood the difference. You passed. 
they're bulls. <laughs> are they bulls or the ox? I think they're bulls. Because the whole thing was that they were strong. I think ox is a different species. That's what I'm saying. I'm not making this <laughs> up. It was Palomi who said ox, and I thought that she was going for the phrase strong as an ox. I was. Yeah. I, I was I was only saying bull because I thought we clarified that last session because are they, that's what's in my notes. Are they bull or the ox? I don't know. They, we clarified last session that they were oxen. Oh, I wrote the wrong thing in the notes then. I, I don't know the difference. Anyway, shrugs. <laughs> Saddle up. <laughs> Hig, Hig knows the difference. He just didn't remember which one they were. Y'all set out in a generally westward direction. I mean, you don't really have an end goal in mind. You just do what you always do, and, and that's wandering. So um, I, I kind of want to try something where we go around the horn, and everyone is going to tell me about a little bit of a, of a silly problem or a conflict or <laughs> uh, a tiff even that um, the group gets into, and the next person is going to tell me how it gets solved, and, and we'll just go around and do it that way, uh, starting with Zadie. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to start with you, Matt. I was like, I start with a Z, I'm fine. <laughs> Go. Keep you on your toes. Backfired. <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh, I think something that happens is, I think there has to be something to do with, we talked about this on the break, but I love the idea of uh, <laughs> um, us running out of food uh, and having to hunt for it all uh, uh, Oregon Trail style. And I think the first time it happens, it goes wrong. So we have to like journey for like another half day without food <laughs> before we find another place to hunt. We wasted too many bullets. Madge, you're saying that basically uh, y'all run out of food and you need to go hunting and that first sort of soiree into the hunting uh, doesn't go so well. No, it does not. Alright. Uh, so I think like a couple days later we've, we've eaten like a squirrel. <laughs> um, but we come across like a, a grove of fruit trees and it's real, real exciting except for in the middle of the night a few days after that, Toby has eaten all the fruit out of the satchel. <laughs> <laughs> so we are once again out of food. <laughs> Damn it, Toby. <laughs> that son of a son of a mule ate all the food. I really like how you, uh, you're like, this is how we solve it, but then this is also how it becomes a problem again. <laughs> uh, Hig, how do we solve the lack of apples? I find left in the bag a single core. Uh, Toby was able to eat down almost all the way, but he couldn't couldn't reach with his teeth the last half. And so I bring it over to Demon Bait. I swear, this is how it works. I've he I heard about this. Bloodhounds can find anything. You just gotta show them a little bit. So here's what we're gonna do. Uh all right, Demon Bait. I need you to find food. And food smells like this. And he pulls the apple out. And he holds it under his nose. And Demon Bait sniffs. And sniffs. And sniffs. the apple. And takes the apple. And runs off. 
But we follow him. We follow him for about an hour. He's hightailing it. He stops a couple of times. We think that he's lost the scent. But then, no, he's back on it. Until he brings us to an old abandoned hunting shack. There's a hunter's shack out here where they had intended to come back, but it looks like they never did. And uh, inside is a refrigerator. No. <laughs> Uh, inside is uh, our uh, the equipment for traps, uh, and Higgs says, "See, bloodhounds. You you hold them up to you, give them an apple, and they show you where traps are. I read about this. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's pretty convincing. You'll have to show me that book. Yeah. Um, I guess it's kind of amazing." Especially because good boy, Demon Bait. Yeah, Demon good Bait's boy. also a coon hound, not a not a bloodhound, but it's still very. Impressive. Oh, that explains it. Yeah, that's why it took mm. so long. I think. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, here's the problem. The uh, I don't know if we want to continue doing immediately afterwards, but <laughs> I'm um, really enjoying. <laughs> We've got the solution. Oh no, it's a problem. <laughs> no, well, no. the pro- the problem is the problem is. The hunting shack was abandoned for one very good reason, and that was the very large bear that decided that the hunting shack was his returns <laughs> that night. Yes, it is. How do y'all deal with the bear? Fuck. <laughs> no, I have to. I don't know. I know fuck all about bears, you guys. <laughs> they get real mad when you shoot them. I know that. <laughs> I think aggression is a bad play. I but think... I'm real hungry, and I'll eat a bear. Uh, how to deal with bears? We I'm... set it on fire. No. <laughs> and it sets it on fire. I was gonna say. Okay, so what happens? Ines, like elbows Emmett. Hey, that gun. You think it works on bears? I think it would work too good on bears. We could need it. <laughs> Yeah, I'd rather just not be eaten. I don't really care if I get to eat it or not, just as long as it doesn't eat me. Yes. Limit asking for an extra pistol, (laughs) kicking out the door, going out. You hear gunshots and then screaming, and then Emmett comes back inside, slams at the door, puts his back up against it. He's got, like, tears in his shirt. He's like, don't don't go out there. (laughs) I I shot it, like, eight times. It's upset. (laughs) What about the fire one? Did you try the fire? I'm really hungry. <laughs> Give me the fire gun. I'll do then it myself. You can't hold the fire. No, you can't hold the fire gun. What? Okay, fine. Then go see, do see, it. I can do this number, and I like set my hands on fire with a snap. You you would burn your hands. You can't do this. Okay, okay, okay. Let's set something on fire and then throw it outside onto the bear. Quick. Hand me that bottle of green alcohol from the top shelf. <laughs> Grab some of the alcohol from the last town we read. <laughs> oh god, you did, didn't you? I take out that bottle, and I take take a handkerchief, and I shove it in there. And I molotov this bear. <laughs> oh my god, why? 
anyway, you Molotov cocktail this is a bear. A and I think I think I think we've gone around the horn, so Yeah. No, we no. need a new problem. Uh, Minna was Minna was gonna say something. Oh. oh, I thought I had to do a problem. Do I not have to do a problem? Because I'm okay with You do have to do a problem okay. because Zadie's gotta solve okay. it. No, it's the problem is the flaming bear. <laughs> problem is the bear gets extinguished but some of the local wildlife are disturbed and a frog finds its way into Hank's shoe and Hank thinks someone put it there. <laughs> this isn't funny. This isn't funny. First first the bear, not cool, didn't like that one bit. <laughs> now the frog, that is a jump too far. Whoever did this is on my list. Wait, wait do you think somebody did the bear also? The whole bear thing was a was a prank gone wrong. I don't appreciate it. My off my <laughs> awesome plan was ruined by your bear prank, which ended in a gruesome fashion. <laughs> I, Hicks, do you know what the word prank means? Emmett, I don't know what the word means means. What? That, mm. <laughs> everybody frowns. <laughs> Well, I think it was harmless enough, and... Oh, for you! You didn't have a frog in your shoe! Yeah, I mean, I admit it wouldn't be great, but... Here's the solution! I ain't taking my shoes off anymore. That's what you're gonna have to deal with now. Hig ain't taking his boots off no longer. I have questions. I have a solution. (laughs) What is it? What is it, Zadie? I know who put the frog in your shoe. Who did it? A ghost. No. Which? Oh, okay. Ghost okay, hold on, smart Alec. Of the bear. Okay, smart the Alec. The ghost of the bear. The witch. It's the ghost of the bear. I knew it. <laughs> Emmett draws the flaming pistol. <laughs> Don't you dare, Emmett Barlow! You put that gun away right now. How? Okay. All right. Here's the thing. He's he's now he's now got the the toad in his hands, uh-huh. um, and he's clutching it like they're both like they're both afraid of this story. The story is very scary. <laughs> Uh, so he's like clutching into his chest. How do we get? How do we get rid of this this bear's ghost, Zadie? How do we get rid of this bear's ghost? I know, I heard you. So how we get rid of the ghost of a bear is we drop a perfect circle in the dirt and we line it with salt, and then we set that salt on fire. Well, good thing we're in a hunter's cabin where they got all this salt to preserve the meat that they hunt. Mm-hmm. And it does need to be a perfect circle. No wobbles. Well, I don't know how to draw a perfect circle. Yeah, who among us here is the best artist? <laughs> okay, I have an idea. I have an idea. Okay. And Hig, um, Hig stands on, so he goes down and he crouches down. And he puts one arm out and one arm down with a stick in the dirt. And he's balancing on one foot. And he says, all right, you're going to... Uh, Inez, you're gonna grab onto my arm and you're gonna spin me around and I'm not gonna move so that you're gonna use my me to draw this circle. I see no way this could go wrong. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Inez grabs Hig and spins him. Wee! <laughs> Hot dog, that's a perfect circle. Yeah, close enough. Oh, God. I think plus salt plus fire and that ghost bear is gone. Bye bye, Mr. Mr. Hopper. And so is the 
and so is the cabin, and we've loaded up all the hunting stuff, and we're on our way. I think, I think we, cut, I think we cut to. Thought you made a mistake. You let us loose. What what got let loose was Dennis Hopper, my good frog friend. <laughs> oh my god! It's part of the party now. <laughs> That frog will come back to save us in our time of need. Sorry, sorry. I got confused. It's a toad because he was a boy frog. So I feel like you're sitting around a fire at this point talking about the frog named Dennis Hopper. <laughs> and uh, something that's kind of come up through this journey. Yes, how do you segue from banishing a bear ghost? <laughs> With a totally phony ritual. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't exist. See, see, I think, uh, I think it's funny though because, uh, more and more around the campfire on this journey, all of you have found that the conversation has led one way or another to the subject of another warden by the name of Davis. I think I want to go around the horn real quick again, uh, and kind of just sound off on uh, things that make Davis unique as, uh, as a as a dog. I have, Does that make sense? I have a bad idea. <laughs> Okay, hit me with it. He Listen. Has a perfect ass. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I didn't hear. He has a nice butt. No. <laughs> a perfect butt. Perfect. <laughs> I wanna I wanna veto that, but unofficially, he has a great ass. <laughs> so secretly, he has a perfect butt. Yeah. Yeah. This but... is his This is his Meryl Streep secret that no the audience never knows. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think one of the unique things about him is just like the sheer longevity of it, of how long he's been a dog. Yeah, no one's really sure like when he started being a dog and some people wager he's been there as long as the land has. I love I love the the idea that he doesn't even seem like an old man. Mm-hmm. He's just uh he's weathered for sure. Mm-hmm. And and he's his hair is all white, but he stands up straight and tall, like he walks proud, like his amazing ass. <laughs> he 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 is unbent <laughs> and unbroken. Inez, uh tell me something that uh you remember about Davis. I mean a little bit cliche, but I like the idea of him being like a really quick draw. Yeah, I like that too. Pig, tell me something you remember about Davis. Well, I met him twice. The second time, he only had one arm. But he never told me why. Never, uh, never seemed to slow him down, though. Just as good of a rider and a shot as he was before. Nice. Um, Emmett, <clears throat> tell me something you remember about Davis. Well, I heard, and I cannot cannot speculate on the subject matter too much, but every time he kills a man, a hawk screams. <laughs> it's just like, bam, dead. Eee! <laughs> this is my best hawk noise. I'm very bad at animal noises. <laughs> It sounds more intimidating in person, I assume. Note to self, do not use bird calls as a signal. 
as you're riding along, uh, the landscape sort of is starting to change. It, it used to be a little bit rocky because you were coming down from the mountains. Um, and so the, the soil was a little bit rockier. There were more pebbles and stuff. You had to clean clean the your horse's hooves out uh, a bit more. Um, but that rubble is giving way to slightly more fertile land now. You're more riding in the plains rather than um, in the foothills. One day, about mid-afternoon, sun's pretty high in the sky, and it's starting to, just starting to dip low. You're, you're walking, and in the distance, maybe about another half a day's ride away, you see kind of this town very far east, maybe 10 miles east of it. You see just a lone little hut next to a tree with what you can only expect to be fencing around it. You're not sure. It's in the distance. And as you ride towards this town a little bit more, you notice that between you and the town, buzzards are circling. And they're doing it lazily, like, they're not swooping down whatever they're circling isn't quite dead yet. As you crest this hill, you see someone walking through the grass. It's a staggering sort of gait. It's one of someone who's weak and tired. And as you get closer, I think Haig recognizes first that this is, in fact... Davis, and he looks like hell. What do you do? How far away are we? You're close enough to recognize that it is Davis, whether it's that you see that he's missing an arm or you recognize his coat. You're close enough to to spot that sort of detail. Great Bear's ghost, is that Davis? Bear ghost where? Draw. (laughs) Davis. Are you calling out to him? Yes, I am. He doesn't hear you. I think you close the distance pretty fast. You come up to him, and, and I think you're standing like almost right in front of him, but he's he doesn't see you. It's almost like he's looking through you. You notice that his eyes are... They're not sharp the way a sharpshooter's eyes should be. They're, they're hazy, milky, almost, and, and they're quavering in his whole form. Like, like I said, he used to be an unbent man, but he is not that now. He kind of walks another step towards you, Zadie. He gets close enough where you can put an arm on him, and then he just falls to his knees and keels over. Iron Hides is run by Palomi Pretap and is a production of the One Shot Network. Emmett Marlowe is played by Chris Mahaffey. Zadie Marlowe is played by Madge Witt. Hig is played by Michael Ben Silva. Inez Science is played by Minna Riley. Title music was by Emily E. Mayo, and this episode was edited by Michael Ben Silva. The next episode of Iron Hines will air in just two weeks on Count 'em Up, Toby! Um, May 15th. Until then, follow us on Twitter at Iron Pod. Thanks for listening. <laughs>